Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a sec. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. You're listening to Background Noise. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pretty stoked for today's show. This one is extra cool and extra unique because most of the artists I've interviewed are based out of Canada and currently living in Canada. However, today, I have an extra special one. Talking to Neil Leeton today, a Portuguese Canadian based out of Toronto, but right now he's living in his hometown of Lisbon. So I am super stoked to talk about his music because he's also, I'm going to say, the most seasoned artist I've had on the show so far. His music on Spotify, anyways, goes all the way back to the 90s which is super cool. We'll touch upon some of those songs later on. But before we get too into that, Neil, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself, about your music, and kind of your little shtick? Yeah, wow. Uh, that's quite the intro. I, I feel the pressure, you know, as, as a, the uh, seasoned veteran, if you will. I think, I, you know, it's uh, basically, this is the first Neil Layton interview or single probably in, like, well over 10 years because uh, when I moved back to Portugal, I've been doing my uh, Cordophone collective project with Lusitanian Ghosts. We've released two albums with Lusitanian Ghosts over the last uh, few years. And I just, uh, <clears throat> I missed guitars and I missed making some guitar music. I was listening to the Makers, um, which are one of my favorite sort of, you know, West Coast bands uh, from the turn of the century. And, you know, so, so that sort of inspired this Michael Maker single. And, and that's why we have a, a new Neil Layton single, um, which is the first Neil Layton track I've recorded since, uh, yeah, like 2008 or so, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I grew up in Toronto. I, I made music. I was in the Conscious Pilot and Galore and Crash Kelly and a bunch of other bands uh 90s and early 2000s then i moved to london for four years london uk i mean for four years and then back to lisbon where i was born in 2008 and so yeah that's how we got to the new single and that's how we're chatting now that's awesome now i'm really glad you mentioned some of the other projects you've been involved with as well we'll go into that a little bit more later on in the show but you have been involved with so many projects from the 90s and the early 2000s in Canada. I was going through that discography there. So awesome. You know, it's 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 kind of like I've always been, uh, I think they call it a jack of all trades and master of none. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, I, I also always had um, a sort of music business small brain in the sense of, or, or maybe a reptile brain type thing where I wanted to have a record label. And so from early on back in the nineties, you know, I, it was always very DIY and, and, you know, being do it yourself, DIY and all that, that that's got pros and cons to it because you, you have to learn the business as you go and you, you make mistakes as you go. Yeah. You know, all these years later, I'm, I'm still here and I'm still DIY, which I guess in a way is a good thing, but I'm trying to sort of also assist the Portuguese independent music industry with some of my international experience to make sure they don't have to make all the mistakes I made back in the day. Maybe I can, you know, spread some of that experience and, and teachings onto the next generation of artists, whether that's in Portugal or Canada or wherever I am at the moment, you know, that's incredible. That's that's so awesome. And I definitely I get 
the DIY vibe very much. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and I know you have your own label as well, Fading Ways Music. Is that still active? No, Fading Ways Fading Ways was my Canadian label from the 90s. And then we also set up shop in the UK and in Finland of all places. Um, but that hasn't that label, when I when I relocated back to Portugal in 2008, we folded Fading Ways. And I'm releasing now under two new labels, one that I have for Portuguese artists that I work with called Lusitanian and Shame Destroyer, which is my sort of Canadian label, uh, which is a net label for Canadian artists, you know, my new releases, as well as other new releases from friend, like long-term friends that I have in Canada that are making music. So like Devin Stoneham, Passion Flower, and so on. That's on Shame Destroyer. I'm glad that you mentioned Passion Flower. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about the latest single, Michael Maker, a little bit more, and then we'll spin it, and then we'll keep chatting after that. But why don't you go ahead? I know you talked about it a little bit already. Just tell me a little bit more about the song, the writing it, the musical components of it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of those songs that sort of writes itself. Like I I was at the wheel of the car, pretty much almost in the exact spot I am now, actually. Uh, Just on the other side of of this uh, park in Lisbon, which is our version of like New York Central, Central Park. It's called Campo Grande. And so I'm, I'm driving on Campo Grande. I was listening, first I was listening to a band called The Chamber Strings, which I don't know if you might remember. Uh, also from around the same time, it was Kevin Jr.'s band. And then I switched from listening from Chamber Strings to The Makers. And The Makers had a song called Calling Elvis, John and Jesus. And so I started sort of daydreaming about like, okay, well, I wonder if like Michael Maker would ever phone Kevin Jr., because he's passed away. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, you'd probably get the wrong number, you know, and maybe, maybe I'll, I'll talk to, you know, maybe Michael would phone me instead. And then, but that was sort of also like a time traveling thing where I was thinking of myself getting the phone call back in my Peyton Lane apartment back in Toronto, where I lived with, with Steve Payne, who's now in Winnipeg. He's got a recording studio in Winnipeg, my old bass player. And, and by the time I got home from that drive, like, you know, no more than like 10 minutes later, the song was fully written in my head. And, and I just demoed it and recorded it, uh, shortly afterwards. It was one of those that just like writes itself and you're not really sure where it comes from, but it's, it, it just uh, happens that way. Other songs are, are work and they take effort to write and to get to get it right and to write, you know, I, this one was just like really, really just like just an output of ideas and emotions and whatever connected to just listening to the makers and, and Kevin Jr.'s chamber strings. That is so cool. I, you know, I, I'm not a songwriter myself, but when I'm painting, I definitely feel that sometimes I have to sit down and you plan a painting, but then other times it just, it just flows. It just flows. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. It just flows. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's spin. Michael Maker. And then when we come back, I want to take it all the way back to your earlier stuff.
I got a call from Michael Maker. Got a call from Michael Maker. I got a call from Michael Maker. Got a call from Michael Maker. to background noise like what you hear follow us on instagram at background noise the show for links to episodes playlists and more we are back thank you so much for tuning into background noise today sitting down with neil layton a portuguese canadian artist who i'm saying is my most seasoned musician on the show thus far music going all the way back till the 90s on spotify i want to talk about that a little bit, kind of your start in the music, where were you then? Uh, one of the albums that really stuck out to me, partially because I like albums with really long names, it was from the album Down Secret Avenue with The Last Lovers, and the song was Impossible Future. Yeah, that was the first, uh, Impossible Future, I, that was the first track on the first solo album that I did after the Conscience Pilot broke up. So back in the mid-90s in Toronto, Around 95, 96, I was in the Conscience Pilot till about 98. And that was like, I would say it was like a glam art project. You know, at the height of grunge, everybody was like, you know, wearing grunge style clothing. And we were looking like uh, David Bowie or Roxy Music in the early 70s. It was it was like glam rock crossed with new wave. And so when that band ended and I, I did Secret Avenue and that song Impossible Future it was sort of the first time that I ventured out under my own name as, as a whatever you want to. It's, it's, it's a solo artist, but I was never solo. I always had, like, I've, I've always been really, really fortunate to be surrounded by musician friends and artists. And it's just an amazing, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's all my records, all my so-called solo records were actually very much collective efforts, not, not solo records at all. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's just solo project, if you will. Right. Or, or, or self-titled project. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I know you mentioned a couple of times now the Conscious Pilot. Was that sort of your first band? No, actually, it wasn't. Um, so the, the first the first band that dates back to high school was a band that I didn't sing in, but I played bass. Uh, so I started as a bass player in Passion Flower. And Conscious Pilot came later. Conscious Pilot came uh, by that point. I'd finished teachers' college at uh, University of Windsor, and I answered an ad in Now Magazine, which was a uh, big Toronto weekly. And the ad said something about uh, looking for a singer into Bowie, Suede, and the Stone Roses. 
I confess I didn't really know the Stone Roses, but I knew Bowie and Suede, and so I, I answered the ad. That's how Conscience Pilot started with a fellow by the name of Edward Pond. And I was actually, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in Montreal for M from Montreal. Edward came out and, and we, uh, I think we wrote a couple of songs. So there might be more Conscience Pilot coming in the future. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about your time during Conscious Pilot, and then uh, we'll play the song Muddy and Alcohol after that, along with uh, Impossible Future. Yeah, so Conscious Pilot, like I said, it was at the at the height of grunge, but we were like into, I mean, Edward was really into Duran Duran and New Wave, and I was into glam rock and Britpop, like uh, Suede, Manic Street Preachers. And um, so we were like, we, we stuck out like a sore thumb in the Toronto scene. We'd walk down the street, you know, wearing gold lame and feather boas with, with the makeup on. And, you know, and, and everybody was like, who the hell are these guys? And I think, you know, we were basically making uh, power pop, I guess you'd call it power pop music. But because of the image, I think it really stood out and people picked up on it. And, you know, bi-weekly would write about us uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, and it was a really exciting time. It was, you know, fortunately short lived. We signed a bad deal with uh, with a label that didn't deserve us, which is another reason why you know to be DIY and do it yourself. Do you know which version of Money and Alcohol you're spinning? Uh, the 1996 one. Okay, so if it is a single, it's probably yeah. I guess it's late '96, and it was produced by Mark Holmes from uh, Platinum Blonde. The original from Living in a Movie Scene we produced ourselves. But then we, we started this club night in Toronto called Orange Alert with um, Mark Holmes and Bobby Guy. And then we went in the studio and re-recorded Money and Alcohol with Mark, uh, you know, singing, backing vocals and producing. Cool. Well, let's spin Money and Alcohol and Impossible Future. And then when we come back, let's talk a little bit about that first band, Passion Flower.
Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We're back. Thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise today. We're sitting down with Neil Layton, a Portuguese Canadian musician. So much music in his discography. It's so hard to even even put you in a in a genre. I was trying really hard to to think about it before the show, I was like, "Hey, well, what what kind of genre would I introduce meds?" And it is very kind of early, kind of punk rock, edgy. I definitely get that, like, yeah, like the Clash kind of feel to it at at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's awesome. Is the best way to describe it. <laughs> I think it's. Thank you. I, I think it's kind of like there's a lot of music that I listen to, a lot of artists that I listen to that also sort of change their sound or whatever during their career like uh well even the makers i mean we're talking about michael maker the makers started out as like this mod band very 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 lo-fi mod band that used to tour in a hearse and you know every gig would degenerate into a into some kind of fight with the audience and and then they sort of like when they signed to sub pop they they became a bit more i hesitate to use the word polished to describe the makers but their their sound became a bit uh more rock and roll, um, less less mod, less lo-fi, and I guess more sub-pop rock and roll at the same time when the Black Halos, for example, were on sub-pop. So I, I, I guess it's the same with me. Like, I, you know, everything from acoustic songs that are, I guess are like singer-songwriter fair to, to more punky stuff, to more just power pop, you know, just you know, three minute songs like Michael Maker. I don't know how you describe them, really. I'm as curious as anyone to to sort of pigeonhole me. I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna say music. So we're gonna call it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm I'm really glad you mentioned that you do ha- even have acoustic music. We'll talk about that in a little bit because i wanted to play uh reality from the 2020 acoustic interventions but before i want to talk a little bit more about your first band yeah passion of flower and i'm actually going to play one of the newer singles because i know you guys had a really long hiatus and then you came back and then just released like yes four four singles there tell me a little bit about that band and the hiatus and coming back and then the song 47 yeah, I mean, these are really lifelong friends of mine. I mean, you know, Samir Gidwani and I go back to high school. Dan Dutnoff, uh, who also released his own solo album during the pandemic. Um, you know, we go back 
also to just, he was still in high school when we played in a band called the last society. And so I was coming to visit basically back in 2019, I was coming over for uh, CMW Canadian music week in Toronto. And we just went into union studio to sort of dust off the cobwebs and record some new songs that they had written. I just uh, rented the bass and, uh, and it was great reconnecting with those guys, Vince from Vaslav and, and Devin Stoneham. Devin is an incredible, like he plays drums with Passion Flower, but he's also released his own solo music. And he used to be in a band back in the 90s called Madame Tussauds with uh, Justin, who went on to drum for Broken Social Scene. And so that was part, like, <clears throat> that was all part of the same crowd that was around the same time as Orange Alert, Mark Holmes and and the guys that would go on to uh, set up Broken Social Scene. You know, they knew a band that Conscious Palette used to play with called Nancy Despot. And so it's, it very much came from that sort of mid-90s crew. But Passion Flower is really special for me because those those guys are like lifelong friends, all of them. And it's and I still love playing bass. You know, it's very much a different kick when you're not singing. When you're when you're just uh, you know you're not you're not up front. It's not your vocals. It's not your show. And you get to just be a, a supporting musician that can dedicate a hundred percent of his or her attention to to the instrument they're playing. And I just love that. And I, I love that playing bass with Passion Flower or playing guitar with Galore, where I also didn't sing. It was Barry Walsh's band. I, I like that. I like playing with different with different friends and different projects and. Uh, it's not that I don't like the spotlight, but I don't have to have the spotlight all the time. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I definitely get just working with different people make you create different things. And I love that earlier you mentioned you have some acoustic songs of all the genres you do. And you have touched upon, of course, we have an acoustic set. I want to talk a little bit about reality that 2020 song from Acoustic Interventions. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that and kind of your choice to do an acoustic uh, little EP? Yeah. Well, the, the, the 2020 release is actually, both those recordings were earlier singles, I guess you'd call them, but they were recorded earlier back in Toronto. So they, they probably date back to 2003 three or 2004, 2004 maybe. And they never really fit on an album. But then, you know, when the pandemic hit, I was sort of listening back to them and going, huh, okay, well, you know, I think a lot of people during the pandemic were reflecting on their reality at the time. And of course, some were more fortunate than others. Um, you know, we were quite comfortable here in Lisbon. We had just bought a, a new flat and it was... Uh, I, I actually cannot complain about the pandemic at all, you know, uh, because I, I just reset my brain to to creative endeavors. And it was actually a really good time, a really creative time. And I know a lot of people suffered a lot during the pandemic. So I, I almost feel guilty saying it. But, it, you know, that that is how it went for me. And so I decided to release those songs just, just to make sure they had a proper digital release and were on, available on Spotify and stuff. And that's, that's that story. Awesome. Well, let's spin those couple songs there and then uh when we come back you've mentioned a few times your current project based in portugal there lestanian ghosts i want to listen to all the sounds from them but first i'm definitely going to want kind of the story and the background on that take a look at your window do you see shadows behind 
velvet curtains blinders in your mind Take a look in the kitchen Are the shadows on the walls You know there's no place at all No place at all For your comforts in the empty
Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. And we are back. 
Thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise today. We're sitting down with Neil Layton, my most seasoned musician on the show so far. Has had his hands in so many projects. It's hard to even include all of them in this show. We've talked about a few already, but I want to talk about your current project, Lestanian Ghosts. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about that project? It's got such a cool sound behind it. I definitely want to hear the story. Yeah, that one's the funny one. You know, what happened was basically when I moved back to Lisbon back in 2008, I was really burnt out from touring. Okay. So I was like looking to just like sit by the sea and recharge batteries and stuff. And what happened was basically I ended up not making music for close to 10 years because I, as I said earlier, I sort of dedicated my time to assisting independent musicians in Portugal, setting up the independent trade association and the export office here. And so I got a little sidetracked, if you will. And um, it was when uh, my old guitar player from Sweden, Mickey the Ghost, when Mickey Ghost visited in Lisbon, we played this gig together. And that's how Lusitanian Ghosts got formed because we became curious about these local instruments here in Portugal. You, you drive a hundred kilometers and you, you have different versions of these little guitars that they call the chordophones. They're, they're popular folk instruments from centuries ago. And they almost went extinct in the, in the, uh, in the 20th century because, well, Portugal at the time was a fascist dictatorship. And, and they, all that the government wanted people to listen to was fado music. And so Lusitanian Ghosts uses these almost extinct folk instruments rather than guitars. But it's still, it's still rock and roll music. So it's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, that shouldn't put anyone off of checking it out. It's still very much, uh, rock and roll music. And people say, oh, is it because, is it called Lusitanian Ghosts because Lusitania was Portugal before the Roman Empire? And yes, that's true. Is it called Lusitanian Ghost because Mickey the Ghost is the, Swed the Swedish guy that plays the viola marantina? Yes, but the ghosts themselves are the instruments because they almost went extinct in the 20th century. And now, you know, musicians are playing them again here, fortunately. So they didn't completely go extinct. That's awesome. What a cool story behind the name. And I love that you play these such these interesting instruments and it's it's brought some really cool sounds into the songs ironically enough because you had all of these unfamiliar to us anyways instruments i picked the song all the sounds so why don't you tell me a little bit about that song in particular so that's that's a, uh, a song about um it was also, the, the record was made just before the pandemic. And it was a song about being away from your loved ones. And that sort of became the story of the next two years. But, it, you know, that's not how we wrote it originally. Um, and it's really about all of the sounds that we hear throughout our lives. From when we're like young and we're discovering new music. And we like the Peshmoj, we appreciate different sounds from different places. So it's a song about diversity and, and inclusion, but it's also a song about longing and not, uh, you know, using sounds, using music as a sort of memory aid to not miss your loved ones as much. And that goes from, you know, the Portuguese feeling of saudade, which is like a happy, sad feeling when you're away from someone you love, 
or when you're recollecting a memory from your youth or whatever, it goes from that to like just how amazing it is to like, you know, hear an ultrasound of, of a baby's heart when they're still in the belly before they're born. It's just an amazing thing. You hear the sound and the sound moves you. And so it's about all of the moving sounds that we discover throughout our lives. That's beautiful. When we come back, unfortunately, I have to kind of wrap up the show, but I will leave us with one more song and we'll talk about that before we go. But first, all the sounds. You need to 
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise today. What a fun episode this has been. We've been talking to Neil Lane. That's taking me back. That's taking me back. Those songs, is it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I was able to go back with you, man. I have heard some amazing stories. You're a great storyteller. I'm so glad we've we've gotten to have this chat. And <laughs> as I've said before in the episode, I think you're my most seasoned musician that I've had so far. And that definitely shows in all these stories and all these experiences that you've gotten to share. It was Awesome. That's a good word. Uh, experience, I guess. Yeah, that, that's uh, it's the old cliche. It comes with age. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I will leave us with one last song. I thought this song was super fitting to leave the show with. It's called The Farewell Song. And uh, you did it with your old band, Passion Flower there. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about that song. Yeah, so that was recorded at the old uh, Studio 92, which was Norm Barker's studio at the old Donlands Movie Theater in Toronto. And that was actually during a Passion Flower recording session for the second album that we never finished. And what happened was I was playing bass for Passion Flower, but I just took the guitar and I said to Devin, the drummer, I said, you know, follow me on this. And basically we did that in one take um, just the guitar and the drums. Then I added the bass and the vocals. And then I asked Scutch, the, the singer in, in Passion Flower, to finish it off. But it was all, it was just an impromptu jam in the studio. And it was the first time that I sang, uh, because, you know, it wasn't a Neil Layton session. It was, a, it was a Passion Flower session. So it was the first time that I sang on a, I, I'm not even sure if it's a Neil Layton track or a Passion Flower track. It's somewhere in between. Um, but it was great fun for sure. I mean, it is on Spotify as a Neil Lane song, but it says, but it says with Passion to Flower. So that's why I thought it would be extra fun to end it off with, tie it all together. It's also called The Farewell Song. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. Before we go, though, is there anything you would like to add for the listeners. Wow. I just, I, it's just been such an amazing chat. Thank you so much, uh, you know, for taking me down memory lane. And uh, yeah, if I, in, uh, here's something for the listeners. I'm inspired by your approach now. And so what I'm going to do, right, is I'm going to set up a playlist also on Spotify, taking us back through the creative process of Michael Maker, which is, you know, what we talked about me listening to, the chamber strings and the makers in the car. And then I'll send you that link so, so you and your listeners can, can also enjoy some of the tracks that are at the origin of this new single. How about that? That would actually be so cool. I would love to share that on our Instagram. I'll definitely post that in the story. All right. Then I'll, uh, I'll make some uh, Irish coffee tonight and I'll stay up and do that at like two or three in the morning. awesome well thank you so much neil i it was so awesome to talk to you and meet you this has been such a great episode here is the farewell song to finish us off
That's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast. Join me again next week. I'll have a fresh Canadian band. We're going to make some new noise. It'll be great. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to playlists, episodes, and so much more. See you later.